Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Hey there, welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast. I am your host, Ed Gandia. And this is the podcast for business writers and copywriters who want to earn more and less time doing work they love for better clients. Just a reminder that you can find detailed show notes for this episode at b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 170, episode 170. Those notes include a summary of our discussion as well as links to resources we mentioned during this show. Now, before we get to this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that I'm putting together a coaching group where I'm going to work with a handful of private six-figure clients to help them earn more in less time without the stress and burnout that often come with this level of income. If you're at this income level, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You already know that your challenges are different. In some cases, it's a different flavor of challenges you've always struggled with. In other cases, it's an entirely new set of challenges, and you're probably not really sure how to get around them. So if you're a six-figure writer and would like to work with me on this, send me an email at ed at b2blauncher.com. Put the word breakthrough in the subject line, and I'll get back to you personally. Now, most commercial writers see themselves as just that, a commercial writer or a business writer or a marketing writer. They describe themselves as writers. They pitch themselves as writers, and they offer writing services to clients who need someone to write their marketing materials. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I earned a steady six-figure income for years using that model, and the same might be true for you. But that's not the only way to make a great living as a freelance commercial writer business writer or copywriter. In today's interview, you're going to hear from Maureen Farmer, and she's the founder of WordWrite Executive Career Management. Maureen is an executive career strategist, and much of what she does for her clients involves writing. In, in fact, she technically uh, could describe herself to her clients as a writer or copywriter. But what I find really interesting is that she's positioned her business and her services very differently. She blends writing, personal branding, strategy, coaching, and consulting into a very interesting set of offerings for her clients, which happen to be C-level executives. And by doing this, her clients see her as much more than just a writer. They see her as a strategic resource, and they're willing to pay high fees to have her help them with some of their most pressing challenges. Now, rather than kind of get into this a little bit deeper and tell you more about what she does, I'd rather her do that. I'm going to let her explain it herself. This is an excellent interview. It's full of ideas. And I got to tell you, if you're an established freelancer who's looking to take your business up a few notches in the next year or two, I think you'll get a ton out of it. It's not necessarily about copying what she does, but I think you'll make you think about your value a little bit differently. And if it can do that, I think this will be worth you're listening to this fantastic interview. So without further ado, here's my interview with Maureen Farmer. Maureen, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thank you, Ed. It's great to be here. I always like to start with a little bit of background. And I know you have a really cool, interesting background. So would you mind just uh, telling us a bit about uh, yourself, uh, the kind of uh, work you do, the kind of clients you work with, and just kind of how you got here. Like, wh what was the path to get you to where you where you are right now? Well, that's a great question, and I kind of wondered that myself 
sometimes, you know, when I think of how I got to where I am, it certainly was not a straight line. It was very, um, very, I would call it kind of circuitous. But um, I, I grew up in corporate Canada here in, in Halifax, Canada, and grew up in the kind of the corporate world, worked in energy services, I worked in financial services, and I worked in legal services. So my background is human resources management. I also have a degree in business education. So I worked in uh, professional development for a number of years as well. So, you know, the firm is, uh, it's incorporated. It's, it's much like yours in terms of, you know, you're incorporated, but, you know, you have no employees and, and I don't have any employees either. I've outsourced, you know, all of that work to, to subcontractors and have a really great uh, team that I work with. And uh, so over the last seven years or so, I've, I've scaled my business by, you know, sort of outsourcing the, the core functions, or sorry, the non-core functions rather, so I can focus on, on my client work. So, um, so essentially, I get my, my client's market ready, you know, in the corporate world for a promotion or board of director position or outside job for, for business owners, you know, to help them find investors sometimes as well if they're looking for money to start a business. And uh, I do this, you know, primarily through writing and coaching and consulting with them. And today, I guess we call it, um, we call it executive branding, I guess would be the the word for it, you know, helping clients find their authentic voice so that they can, you know, um, move up in the corporate world, or as I said, you know, find investors, that type of thing. So, so basically, you know, companies hire me to get their C-levels ready for something big and private clients hire me directly. So so companies will hire me if they want their C-levels to be, if they're grooming them for, for a promotion. So for example, in a succession planning um, um, situation, a COO will be a uh, position for a CEO position or it could be a CEO who is being positioned for a board of directors opportunity in another industry. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on you know you know what the what the client uh, what the client needs. So and I also offer a really popular service that came up. Um, well, it evolved over time, but it's become a very very popular um, service to my clients, both private and. Uh, private and corporate and they they just absolutely love um the process so and we'll i know we're going to get into a little bit more about that and what that is right so we can mm-hmm. yeah absolutely in. um but before we get there just to make a, a clear distinction when you talk about private versus corporate um can you explain what that the difference is sure that's a great question a private client is an individual who hires me out of his or her um, private budget, out of their own pocket to work with me. And typically, you know, it's because they need um, they need a strategy. Uh, they may be getting ready for an exit from their company. Maybe they're unhappy in their job or they know that change is coming. Maybe there's a merger or an acquisition or such a th- such thing as that. And they want to be ready. They want to be market ready uh, for when, when an opportunity comes up for them, when the company decides which C- CEO is going to stay with a company, that type of thing. The corporate client will hire me uh, on behalf of their C-level 
to do the very, very similar things, get them ready for a board position. It could be executive career coaching, sometimes executive leadership coaching. Because as you well know, Ed, being the CEO or the owner of a company, it's kind of a lonely spot. And, um, you know, executives, they might only, um, not they might not have anyone to confide in. So, you know, say if they report to a board of directors or um, an owner, they really have no peer in the company. So they have their, their own direct reports, their own team, and then the board of directors, but they have no one uh, to confide in and no one to strategize with. So they'll bring me in to work with them and help them make decisions, help them with strategy, that type of thing. So that's on the corporate side. Gotcha. And, and you don't have to answer this question if you don't feel comfortable with that, but what roughly, what mix of clients do you have uh, corporate versus private hiring you? Yeah, no, I don't mind answering that at all. I would say about 30% of my business right now is corporate and uh, 70% is private. Interesting. And okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is interesting. And it, it's interesting because a lot of the private clients that I talk to and the prospective clients that I talk to will say, you know, my company would pay for this, but I think I'm going to do this on my own. Uh, I want this to be confidential. And uh, so they, they decide to pay for it on their own. Well, th this is such a cool business that you've created here. Um, and uh, I know that you, you've already mentioned you provide kind of a uh, a unique mix of services to your clients and there's some writing involved. There's some career coaching. There's some HR mm -hmm. type stuff. Um, so l let's talk a little bit more about that. Maybe you can kind of expand on what that looks like, maybe some different flavors. Uh, so folks can kind of get an understanding of, of what it is you do for them. That's a great question. It's taken, you know, it's taken a number of years to develop a product line. I mean, I have three main packages that I offer clients, but um, and it's, I, I love um, that you're doing packages, by the way, and because I'd I'd love to to ask you about mm, that as well. You know, packages as opposed to hourly or fixed fee. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe you can get into that as well. Of course, I find that hourly stresses everyone out. Um, it makes it really difficult for because because clients can't imagine you know how long is something going to take what will it cost with a project with a package pricing uh, it's a set fee and it includes everything and if the client decides at the end of the package they want to continue on retain on a retainer basis we'll do an hourly situation then um, but the the packaging is really like so for example I do. Um, I do psychometric testing, so things like disk profiles, Myers-Briggs, and things like that, but I don't include that in my marketing. They have no idea that they're getting that tool until they hire me. So they've hired me to do a an executive portfolio for a board of directors position. So for an order, in order for me to get to know that client really well, I do a very deep dive with them and I'll do a disk profile. And we will use that disk profile to create some of the content for their portfolio. And they also use it as well for networking meetings. They use it for job interviews. They use it for media interviews, things like that. So they get to know themselves through the process too, which is a really cool thing. So the three different packages I offer is our, our the, the, um, executive resume success is pretty explanatory self-explanatory mm -hmm. you know somebody has has tapped them on the shoulder for an opportunity and they need a cv 
or, you know, um, they might need a CV for a board of directors opportunity or, or whatever it might be. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. The professions package is a full suite of services that includes, you know, a bio, LinkedIn portfolio or LinkedIn profile, rather. It includes a, a CV. It includes a networking letter and a strategy that goes with that. It also includes a job search strategy that I have designed, and that's using the hidden job market, which is what I promote with my clients. So, you know, 90% of jobs are never advertised, so that's where we spend 90% of our time kind of mining that kind of um, that market. And then the Career Navigator program is really a uh, um, soup to nuts type of program that includes, you know, um, about a full year program and that really helps people change industries or it might help them change careers or really help them navigate their career. And I have a few other packages as well that I don't really advertise on the website, but if something comes up that people need. So for example, I have uh, an executive interview success package as well that, you know, if somebody is getting ready for an important meeting or an interview, they can hire me for a half a dozen coaching sessions and I'll help them through that. And any everything from getting ready for the the interview using the disc profile and, and other things right up to, you know, salary negotiations and things like that. So so I love the packaging. I remember I was at a conference one time in Orlando in the early days. It was likely back in 2011 and I had I was just neophyte, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. And one of the people that was sitting at my table at the conference, it was a resume writers conference, talked about packages. And I I think I must have written like 10 pages of notes <laughs> at that table when I heard her speak. And it just made so much sense to me. So I immediately came back and created packages. And of course, the packages have evolved over time, but I still have the three that I that I use to market. So I hope I answered your question. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> one thing, one of the many things I love about what you said is that by really offering packages, you get away from offering features and instead focusing, you're offering results. Um, not necessarily the end result, although of course that's implied, but re meaning like, hey, I'm going to deliver this to you. How I get there doesn't really matter. I'm going to use all kinds mm -hmm. of tools, but I'm right. not selling the tools. I'm selling what I'm going to give you, what I'm going mm -hmm. to deliver. And of course, what you're going to deliver is going to create this result. And sometimes it makes sense to even go that far. But mm -hmm. um, I love that you're doing that because you're also, especially at the level that you are working in, that's what's going to resonate with them. These people aren't interested in the nuts and bolts. They don't want to get mm -hmm. down in the weeds, right? Mm -hmm. they, they want, oh, absolutely. They mm -hmm. want the result. They want, yeah, the, that package, this is this is what I think would work best for me. Um, so uh, in, in terms of... Um, Let's talk a little bit more about uh, pa packages because we, we talked a little bit earlier about hourly mm -hmm. and all that. You said that stresses mm -hmm. everybody. Did you start out that way or did you go straight into this with packages since you kind of learned about this pricing approach and this mm -hmm. um, positioning approach kind of early on in your business? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I can barely remember. I think I've done packaging from the very beginning. And so I started, the business started as a resume writing business, so a writing business. And although, you know, I never, um, so you talk about freelancing and copywriting, and I, I never identified with those terms. And I remember when I heard your very first, heard you the first time, heard your podcast last summer when I was traveling, and I thought, wow, I'm a copywriter, <laughs> and I'm a freelancer. 
but I never really position myself that way. I, I refer to myself as a as an executive career strategist. And within that, the majority of that is writing. But as you know, writing is all strategy. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I got lost in the answer that I just gave. What was the question? No, in terms of, yeah, how, how you got started. Was it packages oh, yeah, from yeah. the very beginning? Mm-hmm. Or But you said you started as a, I didn't know that. So this started yeah. as a resume business. Yeah. And how long did that last uh, that iteration um about a year and a half and i remember my husband saying you're gonna charge to do what uh-huh. and i had starting this business and he just could not see any application in the marketplace whatsoever for this business and i knew that there would there would be a i knew that there was a business model out there very successful ones from the people i had been tracking in my market research but i started as a resume writer i got the credentials which really helped to differentiate me like in the marketplace and um which was great i mean who ever heard of a certified resume writer 10 years ago i mean i never had um, but then I got their credentials and I've got a few of them now. But then people started asking for coaching and can you help me with a strategy? And then I started, co- I always coached anyway, like working in professional development and human resources, people would come to to me uh, with their stories, with their confidential questions. And, and that's where I got a real taste for the coaching model. So I guess I would consider myself a consultative coach. But I wanted to start the business as a simple business. I didn't want to get into really complicated products and services and things like that. So I started really small as resume writer and then just things grew from there. And so um, so probably about 18 months into the business, I changed it from, I think it was um, word right resumes to word right career. I wanted to kind of broaden that, you know, mm-hmm. the the scope of the offering and um yeah so that's that's it that's really smart i I know that um you had mentioned at one point uh in one of our conversations that you're looking to move to one to many uh also because you've been doing a lot of one-on-one right uh but tell me about uh, the one to many idea is that uh, something you started to pursue what does that look like well, that's a great question. Well, one to many, one to one. So, I am. I, I would consider myself pretty introverted. I do. I do teach. I teach some workshops and things like that. But it, they they really take a lot of energy for me uh, from me. I guess I should say. So I do do them, um, but I don't advertise that service at all. It's just sort of like referral. I have a, you know, an engineering school has hired me to do a um, job search strategy for their their um, master's students mm-hmm. and or their masters of internetworking. So they're, they're um, technology, I guess, um, professionals. Um, but what I've learned is that I love the one-on-one, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure it's the same with you. You, you know, get a lot of people wanting to work with you and you might not have the capacity to do the one, one-on-one. So I'm looking at information products now as a service offering so that I can help people beyond just this, you know, private client experience. So things like resources, creating scripts for people, creating, um, you know, content that they can use in their in their own. Um, so things like uh, networking letters and things like that. So um 
I've been doing a lot of research on sales letters, and it's really similar to a letter I create for my clients and a strategy for getting in the door of organizations. So can I tell you a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the components of the hidden job market is really leveraging centers of influence and and not just sort of the people you know, but also people in the business community. So I was working with a client and I'm still working with him and we, he had a very defined idea about where he wanted to go and what he wanted to do. He wanted to work as a CEO of a healthcare, of of a healthcare company, um, one of many here um, in the Toronto area. Excuse me. And um, so we put together a, I created a letter for him. It was a very short networking letter with a very um, direct call to action at the end. We sent out seven of them and he got two responses. He got to speak face to face with the chairman of the board of these two different organizations, these huge, huge organizations. Wow. And I have to I have to say, it was quite, it was quite amazing. And there's a very specific strategy around that um, that it's I'm happy to share you with had, you. You had learned something that you knew. Yeah, and pretty sure this is going to work. Mm-hmm. You had some idea because there's no way you know you would have experimented. No, five different I, approaches until you. No, got it exactly. Down. Exactly. No, no, this is not this is not my unique approach. Uh, but it worked. And just using a very short kind of uh, letter that gets the attention of a decision maker. And of course, the vehicle is really important, too. So we had the letter uh, couriered to the the um, the chairman of the boards of these seven different organizations and two reached out to him. He had meetings with the two of them. And so using this strategy, he's had um He's had, let's see now, uh, he's had 13 interviews with eight companies in three months. Oh, wow. Now, I will say that this guy is really, really good at executing on a plan, too. He knows what he's doing. He's not, you know, uh, sitting around waiting for people to call him. He's actually, you know, doing these things and following up. Um, so... So the the one to many idea came to me as I was, you know, writing these scripts and these letters for my clients over and over and over again for very specific situations. So, you know, I've got a meeting with the board of I've got a meeting with the chair the chair of the board of this organization. And um I need to follow up with him by email. What do I say? Or I need to call him and leave him a voicemail. You know, what do I say? So I started collecting these scripts. I started, I was writing them for my clients over and over and over again for different situations. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to, um, I'm going to keep these in a, in, in a one place and I'm going to start collecting them. And that's what I did. And so I've, you know, I've made that into a, a product and um, so, so, and it, this is the first edition of it. I'm, I'm, I'm building on it already. I, I did this a little while ago, and so, um, so that's kind of my one-to-many idea. I know a lot of people they do podcasting, they do webinars, and I'm not quite there yet. But I'm really enjoying creating these information products for my clients that they can use. You know, I, I love the idea. I think anytime you can syndicate, I call it syndication, syndicate um, some of your IP. 
uh, like that. I think it's it's brilliant and it's a great opportunity to get out of that, you know, trading time for dollars uh, mm-hmm. situation, right? And I think the it has the added benefit of not just that, but some of those, let's just call them customers who might buy that product, which is all, you know, do it yourself, uh, could become clients at some point, right? Because do, yes. do it yourself often le- leads to do it with me. Uh, right. So I think that's brilliant, Maureen. I, I think you were absolutely on the right path. Um, you know, I know that a lot of what you do, talking about letters, involves writing. Uh, mm-hmm. Bios, resumes, LinkedIn profiles, mm-hmm. right, these letters. Um, I'm curious, when you're working with clients, do you do the writing yourself? Do you bring in outside writers? Is it a mix? Mm-hmm. Great question. So I think I mentioned earlier that I've scaled the business. I've outsourced as much of the non-core work as I can. So I try to do the majority of the writing myself. So I have an editor on my team. And so when I, I have an editor on my team and I have a graphic designer on my team. So for example, I have somebody I'm working with today. I just sent off her CV right before the call. And she's being considered for a very senior level um position uh, and I'll need to protect her confidentiality so I won't say what it's for but it's pretty big deal and so I sent it over to my designer and I said you know can you add a splash of color can you just take another look at this and make sure that from a design perspective it looks it looks uh, good and so between the two of us we uh, created um, well I guess we final package this really great looking document the client was really happy she just emailed me a few minutes ago to say that she was really happy with it so I would say I would do the majority of the writing right now I do have access to resume writers all over the world which is really cool um, I work with people I mean I have networks across like Spain in in um, Germany um, the UK I think in almost every state in the US almost every province in Canada so really really well connected in the industry and if I needed to hire someone which I've done in the past if I'm in a pinch and you know I need somebody to to write for me I can do that and then of course I have a wonderful editor who's been really wonderful for my business so so I'd say the majority of the writing is done by me but sometimes I have to outsource on occasion I think that's smart I mean and this is the perfect time for that right it's so easy to find good people out there Yes, absolutely. Great way to leverage yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, very smart. So um, I, I know that one of the services you offer is uh, writing job search scripts. So kind of continuing down this writing path. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that entails? Right. Um, yes. So the job search scripts, really, they are basically from soup to nuts. It could be a follow-up to an interview. It could be a follow-up to um, an email, uh, a voicemail, uh, clients wanting to ask for mentorship. So, you know, one of the strategies that we use is to help my clients develop their centers of influence early on in their career so that they can learn what they need to learn in order to raise their public profile. So we have we have, um, I have a, a number of scripts asking for mentorship in a very um, disarming way, in a, in a way that helps my client feel authentic and that they're not asking for something for nothing, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's um, Yeah. That, that's where I, a lot of people have trouble with that piece. I would say that 
the the scripting part of what I do is probably one of the most powerful things. And this is why I find, and in my experience over seven years of doing this, is that people are reluctant to follow up, whether it's with a client, whether it's with um, in a job interview situation. Um, people are reluctant to follow up. So the scripts provide them with easy to use text, you know, that they can use in an email or over the phone, um, in a letter, that type of thing. And the uh, my, my experience has been that sometimes it takes up to six or seven tries of following up before you get a yes or before you get a response. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's just the way it is. People are busy and people expect you to follow up if it's, if it's important enough to you. And, uh, and I've proven it myself many many times and my clients you know use those scripts to do the following up and and to ask for things and um, things like a meeting or things like information so basically it's something like this you know um, Ed you know could we get together for 15 minutes I'd like to garner your expertise on the copywriting industry in the in the US and look I'm not going to ask you for anything except for information and I promise not to um, disclose our conversation if that's important to you so it's creating a sort of um, making it irresistible for the person to say no well, you know what I mean you're overcoming objections before they even come up right you know yeah, already yeah, what yeah. they're thinking and that's yeah. what's smart yeah, and so for some of the more senior level clients, they are very reluctant to meet with another person because they feel as though they're begging for a job or yeah. asking for something. And if the person, if the the other person being asked feels he or she can't help, that makes makes it really awkward. So I coach the clients to say, look, you know, I'm only looking for information, no strings attached. They love that term, that little phrase no strings attached. I'm just looking for information and your expertise. And, and most people are pretty willing to help if you, if you position it like that. So. I love that. I love that. Um, I'm changing gears a little bit. Um, I'm curious how you find clients. So when you think back at, you know, over the past few years, typically where do they come from? Well, that's a really great question. Cause I just really started marketing my business this year. Or, or late in 2018, like officially, you know what I mean? Like actually going out and looking for clients that meet meet my ideal kind of client profile. In the early days, it was LinkedIn and it still is. So LinkedIn has been an amazing source of clients for me. In fact, I had a client early, early days in Las Vegas and he ended up working for the Gordon Ramsay group of restaurants. Mm-hmm. And, um, I couldn't believe it. The guy reached out to me cold, looking for some help. And uh, I remember it was in the evening. It was a Friday evening. And um, he reached out to me and he paid on the spot. He paid through PayPal. And that was the beginning of of um, kind of the business in terms of getting clients that weren't referred to me. And, of course, the other method of, of getting clients in their early days was referral. Um, and it still is to a certain degree, of course. Um, LinkedIn continues to be a big, big part of, um, your business development in terms of lead generation. Just think about it. Yeah. 
think about it. And, and by the way, when you say LinkedIn, I just want to be clear. You're talking about incoming leads and inquiries through LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. I know you're starting to change things and being more proactive in your marketing and doing some mm-hmm. outbound and doing some other things. But you're saying LinkedIn for several years has been all inbound. All inbound. All. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, not not. I don't want to get into too much. You know, like what you're doing specifically, but. Um, has it been, do you, what do you find is the number one thing that you've been doing in LinkedIn that has helped you? Do you think it's the, the way you position yourself? Do you think it's the, the size of your network and, and reach that you have? Um, if, if you were to name one thing, what, what would that be? I think having a consistent presence on the platform makes a big difference. Uh, you know, clients will, will, Con, you know, like new clients, prospective clients, and I'll say, so how, how did you find me? Or, you know, what did you use to search on? And, well, I saw something that you posted, and, I, and it really resonated with me. And, uh, and sometimes they'll even use the words that I used in a post, or I have a little video on there as well, just a short one, and I'm hearing a lot of uh, feedback on that. Uh, but very much inbound, key keyword, um, keyword rich profile. So mm-hmm. making sure that that people who might use the services that I offer are um, their language is being mirrored in the profile as well, and it's so interesting, you know, how how this all works. I remember a meeting with a a CEO here in my province, and he introduced me to his team as <laughs> as a communications expert, and I thought, wow, I've never been called that before. I don't think. And so it's making sure that in your LinkedIn profile that you have every possible um, term in there that your prospective customer or client might use to search for someone like you. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. I I, I see too many people get really cute uh, with their LinkedIn headline and their um, the way they describe themselves, which mm-hmm. is great. But the problem is their prospects. I'm I'm willing to bet aren't searching for those terms. No, they're not. And as somebody who used to do a little bit of recruiting in my HR business, I know that, you know, if I'm looking for, you know, um, a CFO, you know, I don't want to see, like, I'm not going to search on some of the terms that some people might use. I I saw one the other day, um, a term, it was, um, something was just not, not corporate like, but it was somebody, uh, presenting in that way in a very kind of cutesy way and I thought I make the numbers work yeah 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 something <laughs> like that and I'm like I'll never search on that yeah yeah I'll uh, never I, search on that <laughs> I, I make your numbers shine you know yeah C, a, a CFO for hire instead of saying that see you know like a temporary yeah. CFO I make your numbers look good I don't know yeah 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 exactly yeah. that type of thing and I think wow they they really don't understand keyword search so so um I don't know if I've answered your question but yeah, I think you, you totally just, have I, I just yeah. I was curious if you had been if you could pinpoint it to one or two things you were doing and I totally get mm-hmm. the consistency uh, mm-hmm. the keywords listening to your clients and how they describe you and your work and paying attention to that and incorporating some of that in your profile um, that's really cool I also think that you know because the work you do is a little different I'm not saying it's necessarily unique uh, but you know you're you're providing a service that um, that a lot of people don't provide especially at this level. Um, so I mean, in, in your reputation, um, and credentials, 
mean a lot. So I think it sounds like it's a combination of things, but that's really good to hear that LinkedIn has been such a, a powerful tool for generating inquiries. Um, as we wrap up, Maureen, um, I know you have a new book, and I, I don't want to leave without you telling us a little bit about that. So would you mind just uh, sharing what it's called and what it's about? I will. But before we do that, I think I need to close a loop. I think earlier we talked about um, about something that I do for my clients that they absolutely love. And I don't think we came back to that. Yes, do let's we, do that. Do we have a second? Yeah. Okay. So in terms of the executive branding process, one of the things that I do for my clients, and anyone can do this, you don't need to be me to do this, is I do an outreach to my client's network on their behalf. And I ask, you know, a couple of questions, you know, tell me about, you know, what are the top three things that Ed Gandia is known for? And I do it uh, with permission through my client and do it primarily through email, though sometimes I do it over the phone as well. And then I collect and curate that information for the client. And then we use that information. Um, we use it as an endorsement sheet that they can use for an interview leave behind. It's wonderful for branding. And a lot of people forget what they're good at, or they can't articulate what they're good at. So their networks are able to mirror back to me uh, why Ed Gandia is so great. And so we use that in everything. We use that in all the writing. We use that, you know, in the testimonials. We use that for interviews and things like that. So that's quite popular um, with my clients. And excuse me, in terms of the book, um, the book is a, it's a, it's called the CEO script fault. There's job search scripts for busy executives. So, um, you know, um, which the scripts you were talking about a little bit earlier. Or at least yeah. Some of them, right? Yeah, yeah. I started collecting them and putting them together, and uh, and I've created uh, a book. It's it's um, coming out on Amazon Kindle uh, uh, next week, and um, it's been a real labor of love for me because it's been so helpful for clients that uh, that I've been working with um, over the the years. Of course, all the information is confidential, and it's all been um, what's the word. Uh, anonymous it's uh, been um anonymized and, and yes. screened and yes, uh, yes. that kind of thing <laughs> but but all the scripts that are in there are based on work with all of my clients not all of my clients but most of my clients so the scripts are real they're they, they they're real situations and uh i think that that's what makes them so powerful because they they you know um they can be they've used they've worked for other people my clients so they can work for anyone that's I think it's brilliant. And by the way, I think is a, a great uh, entree into your business, a great lead magnet, a great credibility builder. I don't think you could have picked a, a, a better topic. Um, so I think, you know, now that you're really kind of getting into the marketing, I can see this being a really, really powerful way to attract the, the right kind of clients. Uh, and of course, give you that instant credibility because, um, you know, you've written the book on this. I guess I have. I've written a book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I still say this, even though self-publishing has just skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. uh, I I do believe that a, a well-written book uh, that that looks good doesn't look cheap mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. uh, is is still a big deal today, and um, it's it's a great way to get your foot in the door somewhere. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so congratulations for getting that done. I think it's. Uh, Thank you. It's, it's exciting. a brilliant move on your part. Thank you. So 
uh, Maureen, this has been a really interesting conversation. I, I've learned so much about what you do. I had no idea this was a thing. You know, oh, I kind of yeah. live in my own little world over here. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, um, I, I find that this is, there's just so many opportunities out there to leverage your background, your expertise, and incorporate this. You're a perfect example of how you can corp- incorporate all those things, including your writing chops, mm-hmm. and turn it into something that's not just trading hours for dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're adding much more value and you are being compensated uh, accordingly. So mm-hmm. uh, congratulations on the business you've, you've built. And I really appreciate you uh, sharing what you've shared t- today uh, here on the show. Well, thank you, Ed. Look, I, I want to say how much I enjoy your podcast. I don't miss it. Um, I when it comes out, you know, it's the first thing I go to. So I uh, I discovered it last summer when I was traveling across the province and heard about some work you had done earlier on a book and um, and then listening to all of your various guests. So it's been a real honor to be here today. So thank you for your hospitality. Oh, it's been the pleasure's been mine. Uh, before we sign off, where can listeners learn more about you, your work, and the book? Oh. Well, thank you for asking. I think the, the, the easiest place to find me is on LinkedIn. Um, I will give you my website address, although it's a little bit long, but we'll, it's... We'll include uh, so, it in the show notes. Okay. So Maureen Farmer, just as it sounds, on LinkedIn. And the um, the website is wordrightcareer.com. Word like the word, write like your arm, career like your job.com. And that's where you can find me. I'm hanging out there and on LinkedIn most of the time. So I'd be delighted to to connect with anyone who wanted to, to, to do so. Wonderful. Thanks again, Maureen. Thanks a lot, Ed. Take care now. The High Income Business Writing Podcast is a production of B2B Business Launcher. Learn more at b2blauncher.com.